You've got the great Michigan weekend on WJR with a unique take on the fun side of news and events and the movers and shakers making things happen in Detroit. Here are your hosts, Jim Harper and Steve Courtney. All right, we're back, everybody. Good to be with you. Happy Saturday morning. Lots to do this week in preparation for Halloween up at uh, the Howell Nature Center. And this week they're spelling it H-O-W-L. Howell Nature Center is having Halloween. In Plymouth, they have a ghost cemetery walk. That Hmm. sounds scary. And speaking of ghosts, we have a couple of uh, writers on the show right now as our guests. They've written a book called Michigan Haunts. Public Places, Eerie Spaces, it's available on Amazon and all over. And uh, we'd like to welcome to the show now, Gail Offen and John Milan. Gail, we worked together a million years ago. Did, did Steve work with us when we were working together? I don't, I'm not sure, but I, I used to have a bad perm. I don't know if you still have your bad perm, but I, I don't have mine anymore. Bad perm? Do I have any hair? oh jim you're always a lot of fun so thank you yes so i'm so happy that you guys uh, are doing so well in this book gail and john have written michigan haunts everybody loves a spooky story a ghost story especially if it's uh, at a place nearby that they can relate to so what inspired you guys to to write this book well, you know, we love Michigan history. We've written several books on Michigan history. We've written run on uh, Grand River Avenue, Michigan Avenue. But, you know, we love um, to collect stories. And along the way, people in these places would tell us stories about their bar or their hotel, that there were some haunted things. And we thought, wouldn't it be fun to have a book about places you could actually visit that have haunted legends? You know, you see these books about, I have a house that was haunted, but you can't go in these houses. So we said, right. wouldn't it be fun to do sort of a travel book for people that live in Michigan, Upper Peninsula, Lower Peninsula, everywhere. There's an index in there. And if you're in Bay City, maybe you can go see, you know, a haunted uh, destroyer from, uh, from the Vietnam War. So we like to say we're not ghost hunters. We're ghost story hunters. I mean, and in full disclosure, we don't have any, like, ghost hunting equipment. You know, I have, like, a Cuisinart. I don't think that's going to help you find any ghosts. But we, 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 we have a lot of fun with it. Okay, so you guys haven't actually gone out with any of the ghost hunters around Michigan because there are a few groups. Oh, right, I... and John's, gone, John's actually gone out with a few groups, and he's connected with some of those people. Right. In fact, our, our introduction is by a well-known ghost hunter and author, so – you know, we do. We are in the loop, but we're not, as Gail said, we're not really Gail. Uh, we're not really ghost hunters, you know. Right. John, how does it work uh, for a place to officially be labeled haunted? Uh, does there have to be certain paranormal activity that's been documented before it makes the list? Well, you know, documenting is a, is a kind of a... Uh, a dotted line, underline, if you will. I mean, you know, there are a lot of places that are notoriously haunted because there's been a, a number of sightings. They could vary uh, a great deal. And there are other places that we all know are uh, uh, haunted by a certain entity. You know, people out in Forrester will tell you, oh, the ghost of Minnie Quay is out there. Or, you know, some might say, oh, the Sulshwa light up in the Upper Peninsula is, is haunted by the lighthouse keeper. But, I mean, as Gail will tell you, you can't really uh, 
You can't verify haunted activity. We don't even know. This is actually the only book that we couldn't fact check. So that's kind of good. Again, (laughs) these are all just alleged. If anything, it's just a sneaky way to get people to visit all these wonderful places in Michigan and have some fun. Find out for yourself, you know. Okay, so the book is kind of a – you could put it in your glove box and use it as a kind of a, a roadmap to the haunted places. Oh, exactly. You can look up Calumet and find a haunted opera house. You can go to Coldwater. I mean, it's just a fun way to see Michigan. And you know what's interesting? We're finding the kids. This is a fun way to teach them about Michigan history as well through haunted right. stories, whether you believe and lighthouses, them or not. for some reason. Yeah. Lighthouses seem to be a very common haunted location, especially in Michigan. Do you have any idea why that might be? Is it just that they're, they're uh, kind of eerie buildings to begin with or what? how a lightkeeper led a very lonely existence. They'd have to go out, sometimes they'd have to walk 100 feet out on a pier to light a lighthouse five or six times a day. And they led, it, 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 every, literally every lighthouse we visited had a haunted story about the people that lived there, you know, and they died there. So their very lonely existence leads to a lot of ghost stories. There's a very famous um, a lighthouse um, that has that the electricity has been disconnected. There's no actual lens in there, but people can see it out when they're the boats are out in the lake. They can actually. Which one is that again, John? That would be the um, the uh, old Presque light near Alpena. Okay. Yeah. So that's really fascinating. The people sailors can actually see this light lit some nights, and there's there's nothing in there basically so that's another fun story and a little maritime story you also have uh, a lot of stories involving uh, some of the more haunted eateries in our great city and i've often heard uh, that the whitney a oh, high-end yeah. eatery is extremely haunted as a matter of fact i once went there ordered a steak uh hit the bone and told the waitress i think the ghost took my steak and got another one <laughs> <laughs> well there's that's perfect. Yeah, they actually love um, they love talking about their ghosts there. They actually do ghost dinners there, and uh, they have this weird elevator that goes up and down even without people pressing the buttons. And I love the fact that Whitney, who was a lumber baron and built this house for its very snobbish wife, she died before it was finished, and he married her sister afterwards, and she oh, was not go. having it, okay? So she is haunting the place. Well, that's Laura, the... They've even named a drink after her. She is haunting her sister, right? Yeah, I, I believe that's the case. And and those Whitney stories are wild too. The uh, the right. there's a haunted bar I think on the third floor. Yeah, the ghost bar. It's called ghost bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it's funny. We ran into a, a number of ghost hunters who have spent considerable amount of time at the Whitney, uh, and they have an you know just a, an unlimited amount of stories. Not only in the restaurant itself, but in the carriage house behind it. So that would be one of the more actively haunted sites by far. You guys have uh, been doing this obviously for a while and you've uh, written a couple of books. What, what do you think it is? What, why do you, why do you think we have a fascination with the supernatural right here? I mean, if, if uh, you told us about a place and we were in the area, we'd want to go there and check it out. There's just a, there's just this draw that's almost hard to explain. Right. People well, I like to be scared, I think, you know. I mean, they go to haunted houses this time of year, and they like to think that people, I think, that pass away are still there in some form. What do you think, John? 
Well, yeah, I think we have a fascination with the unknown. It's a natural thing about people in general. Uh, you know, death is a great unknown. Um, you know, there's a fondness we have of loved ones who are gone, but we're also leery or, you know, kind of uh, haunted, if you'll pardon the expression, the idea of other entities out there. You know, especially at night, you're walking down the dark alley and you're thinking, ooh, is something watching me? So I I think, you know, our hair gets standing on end just by thinking about these things. So whenever we get a, a, an example of a place that might be haunted, our, our interests are peaked. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that, that kind of explains it. I think that's very true. For sure. People. And the book uh, sounds great. And uh, we tried to get a copy of it uh, the last minute. We couldn't, but we found a lot of uh, information online. And it just sounds perfect. Even if you weren't going to go visit uh, just to read, it's an interesting read. Michigan Haunts, Public Places, Eerie Spaces. Uh, I saw it on Amazon. I know it's available all over the place. Gail Offen and John Milan. thank you, you so can, much. Yeah. And, and congratulations. We page. We'd love for you guys to go on there because we're doing a lot of presentations this month. We're doing one Monday night at the Royal Oak Library via Zoom. And we post on our Facebook page where we're doing. So we can tell you a lot more about. We've got a lot of funny places. Even Greenfield Village has a lot of haunted places. I was a tour guide there for a while. I would tell you that the spot on Lincoln's chair was hair oil, not blood. So there's a lot of haunted houses in there as well. Um, and a lot okay. of haunted stories. Uh, Sounds just, great. We're finding new ones every day. All right. Thanks, guys. And uh, you can order that book thanks, on folks. Amazon, probably in time for some Halloween fun. So. We're going to take a break. Come right back with some great Michigan trivia for you here on WJR, where Detroit comes to talk.